0: I see in your eyes where tomorrow is hiding
1: in my heart there's a bell Welcome, everyone. I'm Heath. I'm Yvonne Jay, and you're listening to Host of Har's show, where we
0: discuss and review horror films based on determined themes of the month. Jay. <laughs> well, so this film was um the last film of Haunted House Month. Yeah, it was. And, my God we in <laughs> I, there are no words no words at all that i can describe this movie with
1: no i can describe it perfectly all. i can describe it perfectly this is what happens when experimental filmmaking meets no restrictions
0: you're right <laughs> <laughs> so the film student in me is screaming internally and externally about everything about go- that's going on with this and i think i'm happy because of that
1: i love this movie so much oh i love this movie i'm so glad i finally i've met one other person one other person that has seen this movie other than me and we're not in good speaking terms right now oh. so i am so happy someone else knows about this film now now oh, oh
0: my goodness gracious <laughs> goodness gracious it's definitely something, and that's all I can really say at the moment. So, what did we watch? 1977's House or house, you know, for the English-speaking audience. Hausu! So, this film is directed by <clears throat> Nobuhiko Obayashi, also produced by Nobihiko Obayashi, and written by Chigumi Obayashi and Chihokatsura. Yee, yeah. so I knew literally nothing going into this film. Like
1: I allowed him to know nothing. I I said specifically, we're going into this film, you will know nothing, and that's how it should be.
0: Literally, the tagline was "Oh, well, the synopsis on HBO Max was the only thing I really read going into it, and it was a schoolgirl visits a haunted house. Basically, it was like a schoolgirl spends." her summer vacation in a haunted house. That was literally uh, all I got. And that's kind of what all I have going into watching this film. This very, very acid-trip-y feeling of a film. Um, so, I basically... It, it, it's giving me Yellow Submarine meets... Evil Dead. Evil Dead meets, like, Jean-Luc Godard. It had more color in his films and wasn't like so serious all the time yeah no this he film is so this is what i get like <laughs> this no. film is very much yellow
1: submarine meets tommy meets uh evil dead meets a 1990s nickelodeon goosebumps show like Goose... either goo- like oh either goosebumps God. or uh no when i first saw this it reminded me of what was that are, are, you, are afraid you afraid of the, of the dark? dark from nickelodeon tell me that's not true
0: no that's what it, it was giving me like that goosebumps just a very bombastic horror like it's very bombastic in its delivery very just out there just all over the place and chaotic af and i think i'm i love it because of that and it's right up my alley when it comes to like what i like in horror almost in every single way shape and form and that's too wow, because like, if I feel like if I don't, if I'm unable to take it seriously, I don't get, you know, so I guess scared for lack of better terms not so real
1: yeah well i don't think this movie i think this movie was supposed to like trip you out more than scare you like this movie it, the whole thing is just like bombastic set piece after set piece after set piece what's the next thing we can do oh let's have a giant head enter the room
0: what else oh let's have a freaking piano eat some chick or yeah <laughs> and honestly this is something that i could see coming out of the page of the adult swim
1: yeah. This is feels yeah. very
0: much like something that adults one would actively play. Yeah. If they got the rights to it. It
1: when I first watched this, it very much reminded me of like I, it reminded me of like like the 90s for mm. some reason. Even though you could tell that it was filmed in the 70s, the whole premise and setup just feels like something that you would show like on a children's TV show, late night children's TV show in the 90s. Just with more titties. <laughs>
0: Which
1: okay. that part trips me out, like honestly, because I know they're of age and they're very, very gorgeous women, but there's something about Japanese women when they play schoolgirls, they're very fucking convincing as schoolgirls. And the first time I saw titties from what I assumed was a schoolgirl, I was like, mmm, uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfortable no i really did like in the bathhouse i was like okay she's naked but they're not gonna show they showed titties they showed titties
0: and yeah this is where we get into spoiler territory of course <laughs> so this was this was giving me very much so like almost like a very gruesome like makeup or school drama and where it was like oh, drama as in like you know a live action show like. Was like, you know, you get this goo talking about this and that. You get like the, the tropes. You have down to all of the nicknames. Like, Gorgeous, Fantasy, um...
1: You had Gorgeous, Kung- who was the pretty one. You mm-hmm. had Fantasy, who was always stuck in her head, making up shit. Then you had Kung Fu, who obviously I mean, was the Ka- fighter.
0: got Ka- had uh,
1: Mac, who was the Babe. quote-unquote fat chick. Um... Sweet Sweet, who is of course very nice, very sweet. Um, you had who else? It was gorgeous. There was seven. I already said gorgeous. He's so like yeah, uh, gorgeous.
0: have fantasy Mac. You had sweet, sweet. You got proof, uh, proof. Pro- professor, she's a smart one. Mm-hmm. Mac. Oh, that's that. That's seven.
1: And melody, and melody, a melody yeah. the, the the one that does the music.
0: So all the names
1: are their personalities. It's it's interest. just very yeah. japan very very japan and the the start of the film the film starts off with the gorgeous looking just like how she's going to look at the end like a witch with the the whole setup and everything she looks exactly the way she looks wait when...
0: a minute so okay uh, before we get into this let's talk about this like very like wild intro sequence where was just like house and like the most like very hand-drawn you know where it kind of reminds me the the Saul Bass covers the posters of like the 60s and all that with like Mm -hmm. all of the um Hitchcock films like that Mm -hmm. it reminds me of that like that whole design and it was just very just like wild (laughs) oh it's (laughs) very
1: gorgeous the matting in this film is amazing because they they take not only do they uh, take like real on-set uh, designs, but they have matting behind that, and then they have um, portraits, like hand-painted portraits. Like you'll see in the background, the clouds and the house mm-hmm. is uh, um, hand-drawn. But then the sunset and everything, or like the the trees that are up close to the girls, that would be matted, and then you would have the the set design that they're actually on.
0: It fucking gorgeous. Are, it reminds me of you know snow white like yeah how, it's like how they animated snow white to almost have a parallax feel mm-hmm. that's what it kind of gave me and it's like you know in the 70s because you know like you know that the shot half of the shit on a blue screen but like you a lot of other times they mashed it so well that it was like it was very nice like there are certain scenes that had gorgeous in them that were you kn- like i knew me coming from a vfx background knowing that it was like you know composited but it was still hard to tell like because they made it look so pretty plus like now they chose very pretty girls for the casting oh yeah like i just wonder how they cast these girls like were they like already like famous or were they like kind of plucked as an, like an idol i just kind of wonder how they got got these girls casted
1: out of the seven who is your favorite
0: oh i i realized that i like them all in different ways i think the ones who uh stuck out to me the easiest i i really like (laughs) i really like melody like (laughs) she was hilarious i like the kung fu and i i was really i i feel attached to the girls in any way shape or like in almost any given point like these girls while literally just their uh you know their personalities they do feel human as well and you feel like these nicknames are more than just like oh this is what she's like this is what they're like it's like they feel actually kind of fleshed out in a way that if you had something to tell like something to like about the girls you can be like okay it's not because you're just pretty but i can understand her point of view and obviously they were trying to make gorgeous out to be the main character which it gets kind of lost in translation, but it reels reels you back in. That oh, we're like this is gorgeous. A story, uh, on top of everything else, because the way that they the camera even like focuses on her as compared to the other girls in the beginning, it's very, yeah, is very obvious that like oh, she's the main character in the beginning, she, yeah. Mm-hmm. But once
1: they get to the house, it's very much an ensemble piece. Like you focus on gorgeous in the beginning, but th- and once they enter the house, it's Everyone gets time to shine. Mm. Uh, favorite hands down is Kung Fu. I'm nope. sorry. When you have when you have a fight against firewood and you just brush it off like it was nothing. Like an, an illusion. Yeah, like it was like, huh, guess it's an illusion that ripped my pants off. And now I'm going to go pantsless the rest of the movie. Who does that? <laughs> she even caught her pants. Like, she fought the firewood. They ripped her pants off. She beats the firewood. And then the pants fall down. She grabs it and she's just like. And huh. You know, I, this feels good. No pants.
0: <laughs> I really do like the fact that she just basically almost like a de facto leader when it was like time to get for things to get real. Like so many people relied on her and Professor for like questions to get asked. And I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. Back
1: back to the plot. Let's let's uh, kick off the plot. So.
0: I really, really, really like that camera work in the beginning. Like, yeah, uh, that, like that whole <laughs> well, the it whole has, first half was it, just so wild. I'm sorry, I just like I really, really like the first half <laughs> a lot when it comes to how they
1: the it, experimental just, editing too. It was so just what it was so
0: good. It's very like it's basically like French New Wave times too because it was a, released around the same similar time as a lot of good. Um, a lot of really, really good, um, you know, French New Wave experimental films that was not only in Japan, but, you know, in Europe and a lot of them in America. It just coincides a lot with the um, new re- uh, Hollywood Renaissance or mm-hmm. New Hollywood. So you can tell, like, maybe there was a little bit of influence with that. But, man, Mr. Uh, Obayashi.
1: Oh, he killed it. He fucking killed it. No, it's funny? Okay, so, um, you said her name, um uh which one shishumi uh his daughter oh shigumi shigumi his daughter um actually came up with the bo- like the basic plot of the film like she's the one that was like hey girls go to an aunt's house and the aunt ends up being a witch mm. in this haunted house here's the, you know here's their names here's their personalities yada 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 and it was him and katsura that actually took that idea mm. and made this movie and the reason he made this movie the way it is is because he saw jaws and wanted to make a movie like that.
0: I thought he was approached to make a movie like Jaws.
1: I guess he, well, he saw Jaws. And uh, he just, he got inspired by Jaws and wanted to make a movie like that. So
0: literally my point was proven right <laughs> <laughs> about the influences of the new Hollywood renaissance right. on, you know.
1: But how do you do that? How do you watch Jaws and go, yeah, yeah, you know what's similar to Jaws? house well house if, you look,
0: if you look at some of the things that like some of the promotional material like but you know, then, no i'm
1: talking about the movie i'm not well, talking about i
0: meant like promotional material as in like the beginning mm-hmm. the very beginning like very mouth like jaws has like focus on a mouth a lot that's promotional i'm talking about the film I know, that's what i'm <laughs> but in the movie like you know jaws kill people with his mouth the house kills people with the like mouth that i i don't know i think i'm seeing it i'm not I, seeing it i'm seeing that's it some a stretch kind of, <laughs> it could be but i'm t- i'm taking the stretch i'm reaching but i'm i'm, I'm a grasp for that straw okay? oh god but so, okay yeah the so. opening
1: of the film starts with your logo your house U logo mm-hmm. which turns into what looks like an old picture of a uh, woman in a white dress which turns into the school background being in the background which turns into gorgeous taking the robe off and walking away but you still are stuck with that frame
0: and then it opens up like it starts out very one by one like you know very squared off squared off like it goes from like basically instagram to like i'm not gonna say academy uh aspect but it goes slowly but slowly into that as in like the set pieces go from that to that, and I think that's really cool. And you can tell that there's like a lot of experiments when it comes to aspect ratios as a form of storytelling. Too, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, and so we're introduced with uh, our our first two main characters, which is gorgeous, gorgeous and, and fantasy. fantasy.
0: <laughs> and you can tell that they're really close. Like,
1: yeah they're they're basically like best friends. They're the two closest out of the group.
0: They're gals being pals. And they're basically
1: talking about their summer vacation, which um, she and the other six and their and their other five in their group mm-hmm. are planning on going on a vacation, which is really weird, but it's also Japanese culture, so mm-hmm. can't really judge it that much. Um, but they're planning on going on a summer vacation with their male teacher, uh, Toga.
0: Oh, Togo-sensei. Togo-sensei.
1: And... And Ob Fantasy has this huge crush on him, but Gorgeous isn't going with them. Instead, Gorgeous is going where she always goes with her father, who is a music composer for uh, films. Who is,
0: is coming back
1: from Italy. Yeah. And so she goes home, meets her father, sees her father has arrived early, super happy until
0: father reveals you're getting a new mommy okay, let me talk about this for a second because I, that's the moment where I was like, okay, Gorgeous is gonna be one of my favorite characters. More for the soul fact, and like, even though she kind of handed it poorly, she's also she's also a kid, so I'm also like, I get it. I would've done the same thing if my mom was all like, oh yeah, by the way, you getting a new daddy. I'm like, alright?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say, like, <laughs> content of the film, that she is
0: probably 16,
1: 17, mm-hmm. maybe,
0: like a close, I think close to being a third year. I think they're all either, if not third years, getting close to being third years. Cause yeah, but um, yeah, no, I understand. Gorgeous is like I her way of thinking is like, yo, you're trying to replace my mom, and this ain't right. Well, and I'm kind of like, you, you don't even give. I hate it when parents just kind of spring that on them. And she was like, oh, I wanted to tell you earlier, but I'm like, if you wanted to, you know, to start dating, I'm like, I get it, it's your love life, but I was like, if you have a child, you have a child, you should at least try to get them to be like, hey, this is so-and-so first before, you know, start to spring, oh, she's gonna be your new mommy, yeah, and kind well, of stuff like that, d- that went from zero to 100 real quick. Yeah, this dad didn't do anything,
1: he was just like, hey, yeah, this is your new mom, accept it. Mm that's it that's it that's all you get you don't get any kind of warning nothing not hey i'm thinking about dating again no this is your new
0: mom and the lady is so beautiful and her and very sweet too mm -hmm. like she's actually
1: it's a weird situation and she is kind of like thrusting herself upon gorgeous but at the same time she's trying to be as nice as possible about it
0: and like she's trying she's trying it's not like she just like it's like okay whatever she's trying to want she wants to try to be it's part of her life yeah and she's not I being like the dad where
1: it's just like hey I'm your new mom accept it
0: and <laughs> it, you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of the lodge
1: the lot uh, yeah it reminds
0: me it that part kind of reminds little, me I, of the like the beginning plot of the lodge It's like oh you're... it's a little
1: different only because in the lodge the dad and the new stepmom or the the soon-to-be new stepmom Ooh. were already dating during the divorce process with the other mom and then after the whole situation with the mom dying well that was like a year mm. so you have on top so it's this is like it, it's this is... better yeah. but not better Because in the Lodge, it's better because she's already been established. Like, the dad and her have already been established as a couple, and they've been dating for a while before the dad's like, hey, I really need you kids to start, you know, trying to get to know her. Where in this one, it's like, hey, you've never met her, but this is going to be your new mom. But at the same time, the Lodge was like, hey, spoiler alert, your mom literally committed suicide (laughs) like a year ago, and now I'm forcing you to be alone with this woman in a house. Where this has been like, hey, your mom has been dead for eight years. I kind of, I, I am a man, you know, I kind of. Yeah,
0: I, I, And, you know, I want to have, an, you know, want to start a new family. And I get that. Yeah. But I I guess I'll also, I see, um, I see both. Yeah. Both aspects of it. So I get it. Um, gorgeous
1: doesn't see it. She ain't having none of it.
0: Baby, she was all like, you know what? I am not having this. I hate my father. <laughs> I hate all of this. I, I miss worst. my mom. I want to see my mom again. All of that kind of stuff.
1: And she brings this up to her friends right about the time that uh, uh, Toga say basically comes up and says, "Hey, that camp, that training camp we were going to go to over summer break, not going to happen. Sorry, guys, can't do anything about it." Mm-hmm. And that's when Gorgeous gets an idea. Why don't we save summer? Or why don't we save our summer vacation? Because I've been missing my mom's hometown and I've been going through old photos, what if I try to reconnect with my aunt that I haven't seen in about 10 years and see if we can go hang out there? So she writes her aunt, hoping to get a response back. She doesn't get a response right out, right away. Mm. What she does get is a visit from a cat, this
0: that cute little fucking white cat, cat
1: man. That cat man is evil.
0: I have theories about the cat, but we're going to talk about that later.
1: I have one theory. It's evil. And I'm correct
0: you're not wrong at all <laughs> so you have to get a cat and then
1: finally a letter mm-hmm. comes in and gorgeous is like yay we saved summer vacation aunt will let us come and they go on this trippy ass train ride can we talk about how trippy this train ride was
0: can you talk about the how trippy this whole movie is when we are
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it starts out with fantasy and mr toga or toga sensei whatever you want to call him making a promise that he will be there on their summer vacation. Weird. I think that's really weird, but again, I, I can't judge. But it's kinda weird. It's so like- he he promises, but he misses the train because while we <laughs> No, no, this is the weirdest thing ever. So the movie all of a sudden has a little sing along dance number thing going on, with him coming out of his house, stretching, saying hi to his neighbors, just for him to trip going down the stairs, bump his ass a few times, slide belly first, landing in a bucket, the bucket slides out in the street, and then a car almost hits him, but the bucket gets him out of the way, but now he has a bucket stuck on his ass.
0: Oh my god, you know, I just realized. Hmm. Yo, it was the cat, wasn't it? Was it the cat? I want to say it was the cat, because I'm pretty sure it was a like some. I, I thought, I could have sworn it, I thought it was the cat, like. A cat, or something like he had the uh, was trying to like you know, you know, not trip over and he trip you know, then he tripped over himself.
1: Could have been, I don't remember,
0: I don't remember, but like it's a good it, theory. We're gonna keep that yeah. headcanon. Cat head made canon. him trip. <laughs> so basically, yeah, also, can we talk about the fact that like I'm pretty sure he's like bi or trilingual it was like dude. there was yeah there was an
1: italian lady saying bonjour to him then you oh, had french, or oh, french whatever whatever some european language it's, it's in europeans mm. uh they had an american painter and then his uh, japanese uh shoemakers
0: i think they were uh, i honestly couldn't then pay attention to dude, that there was so
1: much crammed in that one there was a what was with the miniature horse outside of the painter's house
0: In one scene, you had
1: an American painter walking out on his front patio area with a miniature horse next to, like, a bus, a a, a beetle, a a Volkswagen Beetle, with Japanese shoemakers tapping on the shoes to the rhythm of the song. Then it goes up to him stretching. There was the fucking cat. Oh, I remember when he stretched, the cat strolled by. It was the fucking cat. Hmm. Anywho, he stretches and then it goes up to a painted sunset with uh, his uh, a European neighbor saying "bonjour."
0: This beautiful matting again. Beautiful <laughs> matting. And there's a parrot too. There was a lot. Going a lot on. in
1: one like, fucking little it,
0: condensed moment. It, it feels like he is the destined like good luck charm slash like comic relief of this movie because every time. like togo appears it's always something hilarious and i love
1: i love and i actually love that a culture like japan did this at a time like the 1970s Mm. where the girls especially fantasy see him as this knight in shining armor this manly man this guy who's gonna come at the end of the movie and save the day every time he's on screen he is incompetent he is so fucking stupid wasting time there's a moment where they're waiting on him to come save the day and he literally stops to get some ramen
0: and every (laughs) Uh, he that's why he's another one of my favorites because what was with the bear in the ramen shop did you see at the the point bear at the point in this movie are you really questioning that yes are you really questioning that the bear point At this movie was where everything else that we've seen up to this point. Are you really gonna question the fact that there's a bear eating with everyone else? He wasn't eating; he
1: was cooking the ramen because he had the same getup as the cook. Same outfit, same headband.
0: He was cooking ramen. I'm not questioning it because (laughs) I know better. I know better. I know better. This
1: movie's a trip.
0: It is so. It's an acid trip, but y'all, it's one heck of an acid trip
1: toga is is late can't make the bus so or make the train so uh the girls get on the train by themselves and that's when they uh have this little moment
0: y'all by the way fabulous fabulous clothing they had some really good choices back in the 70s the Um, set
1: was amazing too so so cool every every scene in this movie was just eye-poppingly gorgeous Mm -hmm. um Um, but yeah she yeah you're right about that with the
0: cat only she all of a sudden it knew the name of the cat.
1: Well, she technically, like, I assume she gave that cat the name. Blanche? Yeah. She gave that cat the name. I That's what I assumed at first, mm. because it's random cat, and all she does is call it a cute kitty, and then the next scene she calls it Blanche. So, I'm like, okay, you named the cat. I cool. guess because,
0: you know, but, white kitty. I get it. I get it. But,
1: at the end of the movie where they're going through the uh, aunt's diary, she also refers to the cat as Blanche.
0: Mm-hmm. So, anywho
1: prophecy really cool scene in my opinion is when they do the flashback to so the girls on the train ask um about her her mom's gorgeous's mom's hometown and her aunt and Mm -hmm. um the house that they're going to and she talks about it but she doesn't actually speak like she starts to talk about it and then that goes away and all you see is a visual flashback with no sound the only sound you hear is commentary from the girls, as if they're watching the flashback. Mm-hmm. Like Mac, oh, Mac talks yeah. about the food looking really, really good. Fantasy talks about how in love uh, the aunt and the husband are. Uh, it's it's so cool. I don't know. It's very very experimental.
0: It was just it was almost like a lucid dream. Mm-hmm. It was a very lucid dream, and this also talks about you know how um, you know her the husband was like oh i'll promise i'll come back Mm -hmm. and he never did and because he died at war Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, he got drafted during the the great war
0: and you know how honestly these uh so far this movie has talked about a lot about marriage like about a concept of like oh we want to get married or like you know like a marriage is because like in the beginning of the beginning that coach lady was talking about an arranged marriage
1: she has an arranged marriage Of and gorgeous is being forced a new mother due to marriage mm-hmm. uh, fantasy has a fantasy marriage with uh, toga <laughs> and then you have the promised marriage that uh the aunt and the, the husband. husband were supposed mm-hmm. to have and even in the flashback when the mom gets married to gorgeous's dad you could see the depression on almost both of their faces the mom does not look happy and the aunt really doesn't look happy.
0: So it's just like, I feel it, like there's mm, commentary there mm-hmm. for sure. So they get to this after this really, really trippy, you know, bus ride. They get to this stop and I yeah. love
1: this part. So they get to the stop, get off the bus. Right. Mm-hmm. And you see the painted background. And at this point, you're like, OK, yeah, I'm used to painted backgrounds. Like the, this whole movie has done painted backgrounds. That's cool. But then they do a wide shot where they're actually standing behind a painted background with a painted background behind
0: that. It was very mellow and... <laughs> it's so cool and trippy. It's a very great use of, you know, subverting your expectations of all of that. I really enjoyed that part because it's, so good. it's done multiple times and it's just like, it acts uh, that's like a sign. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, you're here. Like, it, it's <laughs> almost like it's a, it's a sign and you just And before you get to like buses, like you see it, and it was like, oh yeah, they're in this like very beautiful like green greenery land. It's like, oh, they actually are behind a sign, behind luscious green, (laughs) beautiful greenery. (laughs) It's just so trippy.
1: And then you have them making their way to the house with this typical '90s intro. Where it's like them walking in the background, but the shot is from far away. And then you'll have little bubbles with their faces appearing and then their names written underneath it. Where it's like, fantasy, hey, gorgeous,
0: hi, it it screamed 90s. (laughs) Maybe Obayashi was ahead of his time.
1: I think he was. No, what I think happened was american uh children's programs looked at how and was like okay we can do this less titties but we can do this
0: <laughs> and it just kind of went from there and then they'll get me started on the fact that once again miss gorgeous and blanche was all like oh blanche leads the way and they basically they followed the cat over to the house over well, over to the house and over to like where like the the uh, the watermelon stand is
1: yeah the watermelon stand guy the i wa- loved him he was weird.
0: yeah, And just like, so animated. Like, the little time that he had on screen were just so, just, great. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of him because he was just like, very jolly. He was like, very animated. It's like, oh my god. Like, literally like, bouncing yeah. off. Of the- <laughs> There's <laughs> girls the- here. There's girls here. Dude. Y'all going to the house?
1: Yeah, we're going to the house. Girls oh. haven't been to the house
0: in years. Oh, you're the niece? oh you're so pretty
1: (laughs) so he gives them directions mac steals a melon which bad mac bad mac but she steals a melon and they make their way to the house but we stick with the watermelon guy as he laughs but not only does he (laughs) laugh (laughs) a freaking watermelon that's hanging up in the background laughs with him
0: (laughs) no it's almost like ventriloquism because like (laughs) you see his mouth his mouth like this his face almost looks like a freaking melon in itself and like his mouth is looks like it's where like sonic the hedgehog's mouth will be and then like he he's almost like a ventriloquist act like mm-hmm. with the watermelon he's just like huh, 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 and all of that and i was like what the
1: hell it starts out very cute and innocent like you could almost see this as like a uh, almost like a slice of life kind of a slice you know? of
0: life anime yeah. or like a very like a shoujo manga It kind of gives shoujo manga.
1: It's very, it's precious. It's adorable, almost like the very beginning is simply adorable. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the house, and like literally the moment they walk into the house, that is the cutting point of where you have the first genre of the film. the The first or the first half has its own genre, and then that second half has its own genre.
0: It all starts from the moment that the aunt enters. That like open well. the gate is open and then auntie appears her looking beautiful mind you like she looked gorgeous she looked so fantastic and with the natural makeup too like it just is almost that's how you knew she was a witch because like she was a little bit too uh, ethereal for me like perfectly laid hair like beautiful makeup like doesn't look a day over 40 at all like, the only thing you can tell that's probably, like, quote-unquote old is just, like, her... The clothes that she wears and her mannerisms. Other than that... And she has
1: white hair. That's about she has,
0: it. Yeah, and she has, like, white hair. Other than that, like, maybe she looks like she is... She, she, <laughs> this is gonna sound so bad. Mm-hmm. A wilf.
1: A wilf? A wilf. Explain yourself.
0: It's kind of self-explanatory.
1: A, wi- a widow? A wife? A woman? Where's the wolf come in?
0: The witch. <laughs> oh, uh, she's a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Where are you going with this, oh, Jason?" Oh God, you. Oh. Uh. Anywho, <laughs> she was like a g-milf <laughs> <laughs> or a- elf.
1: <laughs> it reminds me of that scene of Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Where 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 you like? There's there's a cougar in the car. Well, yeah, you got to learn to drive with the fear. (laughs) I drive with that fear.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, but no, she looks gorgeous and absolutely gorgeous. Looks old and phenomenal. Like it's very traditional, of course, but it was like traditional and then modern at the same time. The production design you could tell Beautiful.
1: you could tell that it was done on a sound stage but that wasn't to a detriment like it was it looked fantastic while also being very much a sound stage mm. prop like it's a setting but it's also they use that house as a prop like the house so itself good.
0: is yeah no the house itself is a prop and i am completely completely okay with that
1: so, she explains, you know, how she's been alone and everything, and she's so happy the girls are here. One thing I absolutely love about the aunt is everything she has said to these girls is not false. She says about how she used to give piano lessons, which she did. Says how a bunch of girls used to come to the house, but not that much anymore, which is true.
0: Mm-hmm. She also t-
1: she also talks about, especially when one of them goes missing. Fantasies like, "Where's Mac?" Oh, don't worry about Mac. You'll see her soon. This aunt never lied, and I love that about her. Evil intentions, not willing to hide it. Love it.
0: And okay, I, I'm just gonna like kind of bring in. Also, did you know that the script was inspired by uh, Chigumi when Chigumi was twelve? I knew she w-
1: I knew she was young, like I didn't know how young
0: twelve years old, basically, and also it's pretty funny, so apparently um, none of the seven young actresses who portrayed the group of friends who visited the house were trained film actresses. The young ladies were models who had worked with director nobu Obia- Nobuhiko Obayashi making advertisements or commercials, and they I- did that shit. I should have known, oh, okay. After we talk, finish the plot. We're gonna talk about this trivia because there's a lot of cool trivia about this film. So basically,
1: they're like, "Okay, we'll we we'll, don't worry, Aunt, we'll, about anything. We're gonna take care of you." Sweet's like, "I'll clean," because that's one of her character traits is she likes to clean. She does all the cleaning. Yeah, they- so she starts cleaning while Mac and Gorgeous go to uh uh cook in the mm-hmm. kitchen. Uh, Mac and
0: Gorgeous go to cook in the kitchen of course she has the uh the stolen watermelon
1: and basically the ants like hey or no max says hey can i refrigerate this for some reason the ants like no don't don't put it in the fridge but you can
0: go use the well well the fridge is out of order so uh, so to speak out of order so to use a, a natural refrigerator a well also someone who doesn't know traditional japanese culture like that like i should I forgot that people used wells as refrigerators. Can I
1: also say, as a guy who is in the appliance business, I love that refrigerator. That was a nice refrigerator. That was a nice kitchen. That was a cute little yeah, kitchen. It's a cute little kitchen. That refrigerator, though, man, they don't make that. Like no, like, they don't make those anymore. Not like that. <laughs> you buy a ref- no. I'm, I'm not shitting you. You buy a refrigerator nowadays. You got three to five years before something craps out. That motherfucker, I guarantee you, if they would have kept it around, it'd still be running.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Good craftsmanship right there.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Anywho.
1: (laughs) They put the melon in the well. They make dinner. They all eat dinner, but the ant's not there. And I'm thinking to myself, why the fuck is the ant not there? She did say that. What is that ant doing? Supposedly.
0: Supposedly.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, Gorgeous uh, says that the ant's not feeling well. So, they get done eating, and Mac's like, ooh, I'm gonna go get my melon but we don't follow Mac Mac just goes off on her own. And we don't see what happens to Mac. She just goes to get the melon while we focus on the girls. Well, time passes. Uh, I think gorgeous is getting her hair done while proof and sweet are doing the dishes. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was Kung Fu that says something about Mac being gone so long. And fantasy says, Oh, I'll go get her. Fantasy goes to the well, doesn't see Mac. Goes to pull on the, the rope that has the melon tied to it, and is like, "Oh, she never once got the melon. That's really weird. Where is Mac?" And she looks up at the sunset while pulling
0: on the rope. Very gorgeous sunset. Very by the gorgeous
1: way. sunset. Talks about how gorgeous it is, but also talks about how she's very concerned about Mac. Picks up the melon, looks at the melon. That ain't no fucking melon. No, 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 no. That is Mac's head. Pers- Dead head.
0: The prosthetics used in this film are just, they, no, it was amazing.
1: I don't think that was a prosthetic. I think that was, uh, the, matted.
0: Oh. I, the reason I think
1: it was matted is because it's, like, seconds later that eyes move. And Max starts, like, attacking her. That's what I'm saying, like, you can clearly see at moments of the movie where the lines are for matting. Mm-hmm. But I don't even care. It is still so well done. And I feel like the lines kind of give it its own like old school charm to it. Yeah. But to have the creativity to go, hey, I need a floating head, but if I use a prop, it's probably not gonna look good. Fucking use matting! Use the
0: actors themselves.
1: So the head starts floating around attacking uh, fantasy, which, she... <laughs> and it bites her in the ass. <laughs> <She> <laughs> took a chunk but out the it butt. It bites her in the I... ass
0: you know okay so over the course of this film i just feel so bad for fantasy like she watches and notices
1: everything but because she's fantasy no one believes her
0: and i hate that i hate (laughs) because i'm that bitch i hate that like i'm that exact same one who sees something and then no one will believe me and then like even like the reverse of the boy who cried wolf and I i felt for fantasy so much and i was like the The amount of therapy that this girl was gonna need <laughs> <It> was insurmountable.
1: <laughs> so the rest of the girls check on fantasy. Mm. Uh, they notice Max still missing, and I believe Kung Fu went to go look for her or
0: something. Oh, reliable! Oh, reliable!
1: In the meantime, they're like, "Hey." Mac will show up, don't worry, it's not that big of a deal, and Fantasy's like, no, you don't understand, I just saw a floating head, and it bit my ass, y'all need to believe me, and they're like, nah, you're you're being weird.
0: And then the aunt was all like, no, everything's okay. Dude, no, so they they go their separate ways, Gorgeous goes to take a bath and everything, and Fantasy's still freaking out, what does the aunt do? She shows up in her wheelchair, and stands the fuck up. No, she's all like, oh yeah, let's uh, let's check on her, gets up and just like... (laughs) Wait a wait wait a minute. Wait a minute. And the, and the girls
1: are like, "Oh my god, Aunt! I thought you weren't feeling well. I thought you were confined to a wheelchair." And she says, "Don't worry, you girls give me energy." Literally, she does not lie.
0: This this <laughs> this woman is such a perfect perfect villain. Oh, so oh. good. Um. <laughs> so I, that was my and another thing because
1: another thing that happens is fantasy watches uh the aunt go into the refrigerator
0: she just fucking no, disappears the, the rest of the girls the rest of the girls they go separate ways you know trying to you know go about their own fantasy turns she <laughs> turns around sees uh auntie go into the refrigerator breaks the plate and I think, uh, I think it was Melody who's all like, no, you broke it. But it's like, bitch, did you not just see this lady go into the refrigerator? She and- did, not she was in the other room. <laughs> and then, then literally. They opened the, ca- they opened the
1: fridge, and then she's like, look, it's just a refrigerator. refrigerator.
0: And then in the corner of the frame, you see auntie just like, look, okay, no, no, auntie. No, no, her, I love her because every time she looked at the screen. Every time she got a close up, you could just tell that she was up to some shit. She would look at she the was screen and have the most shit.
1: crooked smile ever. She she did like as they're looking in the fridge, she's crawling on the little rafters, looks at the camera and is like, "Ha
0: <laughs> ha!" And then starts dancing, <laughs> and this whole little montage of, <laughs> of of like her dancing, and then like the I think what the motif of the uh, movie, along with this like the the blanche and then blanche starts like this little meow and it goes into like this like meow melody and stuff and i'm just like <laughs> it's going with the music and i was like this has officially become what an acid is- trip what is i this wish movie? i was i wish i was on acid because oh. i feel like i would have uh, truly 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 appreciated the movie for what it was if i was on lsd no but Obayashi had to be on some, on some drugs.
1: No. On like, some
0: drugs.
1: Unless he's like with the Yakuza, drugs are like a big no-no in Japan. In a-
0: Honestly, in Asia. But I I feel like he was probably with the Yakuza. Like, I, ain't no way. Ain't no way a sober man can make a movie like this. I, dude, I, I mean, hate- granted, look at uh, anything that uh, Junji Ito does. I so that, that And kinda- that man
1: loves him some kitty cats. Mm-hmm. As a kitty cat loving man that does no drugs, I don't even think he drinks, and he 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 comes up with that shit.
0: Mm. I'm I'm just saying I like love. That was my fa- actually one of my favorite scenes. Second favorite scene next to one of my favorite deaths that's gonna be uh, appearing later. And
1: so we got gorgeous taking a bath. Kung Fu goes to uh, chop up firewood and. <laughs> okay sweet <laughs> is cleaning the house
0: well, oh, all this is God. happening
1: so gorgeous gets done with her bath she goes upstairs finds her own little room and no, we we oh, leave wait. we leave her there
0: is it around the time where like it was her that was like the first that was, that was the first boobs right yeah that's when that's, that's when the, we
1: first see her boobs is he, when she's in the bath the, okay. but again it's not sexual it's just it's she's it in is. the bath yeah like it's in the bath and you don't see anything whatsoever and like someone talks to her and she turns but as she turns you see boobs but it's like for a brief second
0: but it's never just, like... been
1: n- no nudity that you see in this movie is explicit or, or like sexualized, sexualized. Yeah. it's just it's tits get over yourself kind of feeling <laughs> um so she finds her own little room we'll get back to that put a, put a little pin note in her being in that room sweet also finds a room where this doll is kind of saying her name. Sweeto,
0: sweeto, sweeto. She goes. She's trying to find bedding. Uh, yeah, she was trying to find a bedding, and then like oh, she, she found was, that bedding. She was cleaning, and then I think <laughs> she heard. I think she heard this out, and then went into the room, and
1: the door shut, locking her in.
0: Oh, and there's also like a quote that was been rummaging around this whole time. Any old cat can open a door, but a witch cat closes the door. Mm-hmm. And then witch it, cat. Witch cat. And then you see. You have Kung
1: Fu. Going to Kutch. <laughs> Chopping firewood. And then all of a sudden, the firewood starts attacking her. She beats the shit out of the firewood. The firewood kn- literally knocks her pants off her, but she doesn't care. She beats the shit out of that firewood, wins the fight, and is like, huh, that was a crazy illusion grabs her pants, and then walks away. And I'm like, bitch, please, you just fought firewood, and you think that's an illusion?
0: Where's your friend Fantasy at when you need her? Because, <laughs> like, that could have backed up no, she all need, her theories. She needed proof. She... That was the proof right there. If for, <laughs> oh no, my if god. proof would have been
1: there, she would have been like, yeah, no, I saw that. That's 100%. It's not scientifical, but yeah, no, that 100% happened. <laughs> oh my god. So, Let's get back to gorgeous being in the room because this was probably the coolest representation visualization of a possession I have ever seen.
0: Oh, ever seen.
1: This was so cool where she's sitting there and she's got these mirrors in front of her and it's the room and it's got the the aunt's wedding dress that she would have wore during her wedding.
0: Oh, it was a beautiful dress, man, y'all. Very beautiful. She starts
1: Ugh. putting on the makeup that she finds there, doing her hair, and when she looks in the mirror, her image fades to the aunt's image.
0: And then meanwhile when you cut to other do other cuts, you ha- you see her and then you see the middle image, not only cutting to the, um not only cutting to the aunt, but have her straight look like she's looking around just looking straight at her
1: Mm -hmm. like gorgeous was looking around the room like what's going on here while that middle image is just staring at her Mm -hmm. and the image in the mirror shatters a tear of blood comes down and then it shows gorgeous as her face starts cracking and she's literally lit on fire
0: what what and I was like, oh, Gorgeous is dead, dead. <laughs> Gorgeous is dead, y'all. Like, she, this girl was caught on fire. She was like dead, dead. Like, her face was literally cracked open. And, and that's all you see of her for a good
1: minute. That That's the end of Gorgeous. We're now focused on the other girls. That Gorgeous is done. No more Gorgeous, y'all. <laughs> no more main girl. Um, Melody goes into the piano room and she there's now this uh, the cat again I'm pretty sure the fucking cat again no it was the aunt the aunt before she mm. went away before she walked away because she was doing the little dances in the rafters mm. walked mm. down and put the sheet of music on the piano so Melody walks in reads the sheet of music and is like oh I can play that and I swear to fucking God that was the intro to Black Parade
0: it was the intro
1: <laughs> it literally went bah. oh it did (laughs) oh my inner emo kid made me want to just belt the song out
0: basically like the music i am a big fan of the music and how the music was used in this film i was a very big fan
1: everything from haunting melodic piano playing to just happy-go-lucky 70s everything was used in this movie <laughs>
0: everything like it was a very much a hodgepodge and i was, i'm here for it
1: but she starts playing the piano and you have kung fu proof and fantasy and they're basically getting ready to go just hardcore find mac they're mm-hmm. they're really worried about mac then they heard melody scream
0: and they go going back and forth between hearing melody scream and then hearing well, sweet
1: well no they run to melody and fantasy hears sweet screaming Mm
0: -hmm. and so
1: fantasy runs to go help sweet out the girls kung fu and proof meet up with melody and she just has a little scratch on her finger oh she got a little boo-boo just a little boo-boo but she she swears that
0: piano bit her Mm -hmm. Uh so we go into seeing you know a sweet and fantasy and fantasy just sees sweet just being barraged uh, all of these like mattresses and pillows and <laughs> she found the bedding <laughs> uh, she found the bedding and i think this part low-key it didn't make me upset but i was kind of like really now because like glorious glorious painting shots everywhere and like well i liked the way that everything was done with like her just like like Oh, all bashing on the floor like everything is like beat like those sheets were beating her ass, y'all. No, and it was really, really coolly
1: shot because basically the floor they did shots underneath mm-hmm. and the floor was glass. But it still had like the patterning of the flooring. Mm-hmm. So when they did up top shots, you would see just the wood floor. But then they would have shots from underneath, like yeah, from underneath where it's glass, and you see her just falling to the ground, getting like berated by trying to get by. back up
0: and falling down. I was like, Miss Girl's getting her just getting beat the f up. And of
1: course, Fantasy sees all this, freaking out, and Melody Proof and uh, uh, Kung, Kung, Kung Fu, Fu show up. Finally get the door unlocked because Kung Fu's a Kung Fu master. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With her own theme music by the way. With her own fucking every time she
1: fights she has a theme music.
0: <laughs> Badass.
1: Badass. They finally get in and they find nothing except for mattresses uh, sweet stress, her bra, her panties, and a naked doll.
0: That same doll does was calling out to her earlier. Was it the same doll? It looks like it was the same doll that was coming out to her.
1: Because I'm assuming Sweet got turned into a doll.
0: Mm.
1: Because the clothing is still there, but she's not. The only thing that's there is now a naked doll.
0: Well, a scene later on that kind of uh, proves that wrong.
1: Well, it doesn't prove it wrong. She's part of the house now. Like, all the victims True. become part of the house. Even... Even Mel, like a Mac, who is presumed to be eaten by the ant, is still part of the house, because remember when she picks up the phone, you hear all the victims screaming and yelling for help.
0: Mm, true, true. Okay, i'll so, me there.
1: I think she turned into that doll, or at least that's like artistic. You know, the artistic
0: choice. <laughs> that's choices were made. Choices uh, were made
1: in this film, and no one said no.
0: <laughs> no, no one. Uh-huh. so they they freak out for
1: a little bit and i think that's when they finally yeah so like two people are gone missing and is this the point where they finally go upstairs and
0: get gorgeous no th- yeah they try to uh look for gor they try to look for her because they were like oh oh crap uh she's taking a shower and all that you're like they're like she's probably putting on makeup as usual so mm-hmm. basically yeah they're so like probably put on makeup they- so like they they go into the room that
1: she was at and she's now wearing the aunt's wedding dress with all the makeup on the Mm -hmm. traditional geisha white face red lipstick geisha uh makeup Mm. but she has such a just blank face and very monotone way of speaking and what I also love is there are moments where like, okay, information the aunt wouldn't know, like Mr. Toga is supposed to being, supposedly being there, mm-hmm. is now, uh, seen, is now shocking to Gorgeous. And you even have moments where like, it sounds like the aunt's voice is overlapping over Gorgeous. So, possession. The aunt is now Gorgeous. Confirmed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And, honestly, this kind of is only backed about the fact that you don't really see, uh, you don't really see Auntie's body. She's gone. Yeah, like, ever. She
1: never returns back into the film whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying, like, that mirror scene, where, like, she, all the cracks on her face happen, and she lights on fire, it's the coolest possession I have ever seen in a movie.
0: That was, that was am- Artistically, at least. That was amazing. So yeah she uh, one thing i did like about this scene is the fact that this is the moment where proof was all like oh i can't explain it but this is real so like she goes back and forth mirror you see her no 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 Uh, no yeah not yet
1: wait no not yet because fantasy they go back down and uh gorgeous is the one who calls the police or says she's calling the police you hear all the distorted voices saying, help me, help me, and she hangs up the phone and says, I'll go get the police, and she walks away, and that's when all the girls lock her in the house, and Proof is like, okay, I guess that makes sense because the aunt lives by herself. She would have automatic locking system. That you're makes right, sense, right. and so they're, they're still accepting of it. They're still like, weird things are happening. We need the police because our friends are missing, but Proof still hasn't, like, accepted... Weird things
0: yet. Look at she, me trying to go all across the film. I'm sorry because she
1: says even to uh, Kung Fu as they're going back and forth. You know all the weird things that's happening while Proof,
0: melody's playing. While
1: melody's playing. While fantasy is standing right there. Proof is like I think I know what's going on, but I don't want to say it out loud because I'll freak fantasy out. And fantasy that <laughs> fantasy is like, wait, what? What? No, you have to tell me now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like they. <sighs> i really i still feel bad for poor fantasy she (laughs) she she saw everything she was right all along all along she's
1: kind of the final girl too she's this movie's final girl you're
0: right we're gonna talk
1: about that though so oh my lord this movie um there's a lot to
0: talk about there's a lot
1: there's a lot i forget exactly what happens or where they go to but kung fu and proof go somewhere they walk away and leave Fantasy and Melody by themselves.
0: No, I they think they're trying to. I they think they're either trying to find uh, some, find somebody or they're trying to get Auntie. No, they're trying to uh, get Auntie. Yeah, that's they're right. They were trying to. ask about to, f- to ask, her mm-hmm. what's, ask her what's going on or whatever.
1: Yeah, and that's when they find Mac's hand in a jar holding her ribbon. Mm-hmm. At this point, however, Melody is playing the piano and cannot stop playing the piano
0: this is my favorite scene ever in this movie.
1: While there's a goofy little skeleton dancing in the background. Yeah. Woo. Skeleton. Um. Have you guys ever played Mario Nintendo 64?
0: <gasps> oh. Remember Boo's
1: Castle? Yeah. That r- r- hidden red uh, coin and yes. the piano comes to life
0: and tries I, to eat you? Yes. It reminds me of that. Oh, oh. The piano 8
1: melody, y'all.
0: And. Ah! fantasy is just like she's just freaking the fuck out this girl is freaking out because she's trying to get like trying to get melody's attention melody is uh, like idk she she can't stop playing but you know what though i really feel like melody got possessed too because oh yeah she did because after like um after she got bit the first time like she honestly kind of acted different like she was kind of like more coy kind of like more like she was kind of about the fuck shit. Like, she looked like she was different. Like, she felt different mm-hmm. after like that first time because she was just like she was just sitting there, just kind of like, yeah. No, and I love the yeah. I love
1: the playing the piano, and then she's just like, it ate my fingers.
0: Oh no! Let me keep playing, and she's like, go back down, and then oh, it- <laughs> it my her hand off, and that's when she's like, ah, and then the odd the visual (laughs) sensation that is this film that scene i feel like is the definitive scene for how you see this movie with just the keys like the separate keys playing with all of like her body like parts going in all of the colors just going around and like her slowly going into the piano while like she's like trying to grasp you know to no avail the, the piano strings while like borders of like you know sensationalized borders like it felt like it was like a comic book meets 1960 something batman meets all of that at the same time and i was like this is yes this is like the experimental the chaotic is the that was the most <sighs> ca one of the most chaotic scenes in the film and i was here for it i was and so then, good and then all you see was like you know bits and pieces of you know all of them um, you know her body Melody's body just being drawn around like you know you you see like her like fantasy, head you fantasy
1: see, gets smacked in the face with her arm or something
0: yeah you see like her arm getting smacked in the face <laughs> by fantasy you see um you know beautiful matting once again random body parts like you know you see her torso you see her like the her chest you see like her <laughs> you see her head and she turns over to see her legs in the piano's like oh my god that's naughty and I'm like <laughs> ma'am that- honestly that uh, she was already one of my favorite characters before but that was the moment where she was like well, she went became number one for me was that moment there she's like oh my god that's naughty i'm like ma'am you're getting lily eaten up by piano and this is what you think so okay sis okay okay
1: so kung fu and proof can't find the aunt find uh they find gorgeous or fantasy passed out on the floor with uh melody's arm just laying on her and they're like oh god so they get oh, her out in
0: the, and the uh, goldfish too. I don't think that. Yeah, I mean, it's just gold. It, yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So I they, thought they did, but <laughs> they get her out of the room, and I think at this point, Gorgeous shows back up, and she just walks back up into the the room mm. that she was mm-hmm. at, and Proof and Kung Fu are like, okay, we're getting to the bottom of this. They go up. Oh yeah. Kung Fu finds this room, while Proof finds a notebook or a diary from the aunt mm-hmm. but she also notices that kung fu and is like kung fu and uh, gorgeous are going through the room going to that little room area
0: but you look at the when, mirror
1: when she looks in the mirror yeah
0: all you see is kung fu go back around there's uh, both, both of them. them nothing both nothing and then nothing
1: and, kung, and at this point proof is like okay no science be damned this house is haunted
0: Mhm. And
1: now you have um go, uh kung fu looking at this clock. Now this whole movie at certain points in the movie you would hear this clock ring like at noon, like how old old grandfather clocks would ring at noon where it's just loud and daunting. Mm-hmm. would happen at several points, but they can never find a clock. They finally found the clock. Inside this clock, a bunch of gears, red liquid dripping down the gears and at first she sees the image of sweet uh, no 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 that was i thought no, that was no, sweet no at the very end oh. at first it was the husband <gasps> the husband turned into gorgeous oh gorgeous my turned God. into sweet
0: i didn't notice that part mm
1: mm-hmm, because it was a, it's clearly a dude at first and then the only reason i think it was gorgeous is because it was it was a female but it wasn't the same female that was the very last oh female my in the God. clock So that shows you that the house is literally consuming their victims. And Kung Fu is now tearing up. Proof comes in, sees it, and is like, okay, no, uh, sadness be damned. (laughs) Science be damned and sadness be damned. We need to get out of here.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And all hell breaks loose. The house literally starts attacking these girls. Kung Fu has a battle with demon, witch-possessed gorgeous they literally have a kung fu battle outside
0: kung fu battle outside <laughs> literally a kung fu battle is outside and then like she ends up like i don't know if she won or what won or not but she ends up
1: no she like, went to she went to drop kick her ass and missed or something and, and ends up dropped, back in the house yeah
0: ends up back in the same room and at the same time uh kung fu is, is reading out the proof oh, proof is proof, proof is reading is reading out the like the readings that's in the notebook and the notebook, it talks about how she was very lonely. About, you know, how she was waiting on her husband. She's gonna wait. Who,
1: who promised to mm-hmm. uh, get there. All this time, Kung Fu's fighting all the furniture and stuff that's flying towards him. Um, she also reads in the diary that uh, because of this, she died. The aunt died. Mm-hmm. But her soul never left. And now she devours all uh, unmarried women that show up.
0: I, and Another thing that pops up is gorgeous, but gorgeous in Auntie's <laughs> world, Manu, You and that's where you get the explanation of that. She like, that part was I love wild. that so
1: much because fantasy is like, we need to go get gorgeous, and, and Gorgeous's then, head
0: just giant head pops into like, the like, hi girls, I am in Auntie's world now, and then that disappears, and then it's giant lips. <laughs> And it just, giant lips to giant eyes is like, it tries to explain everything that go that's going on, and you just like, it explains, honestly, the whole backstory, and at that point, you're just like, Ugh. And then- But Kung, Kung Fu tries to call the
1: police after this, and then she has to fight the phone. You fight
0: the phone the itself. The phone started strangling her. She fought the phone itself, and oh my god. <gasps> and
1: then oh my that god leads, that leads to proof finally getting to a point in the diary where she's like the cat the Blunch. cat is the connection to mm-hmm. everything
0: and then this is where you see the image of the cat oh. go from you know normal to
1: this demonic demon looking thing
0: oh uh, i forgot it looks like a very specific uh yokai oh there's a very specific yokai i know it is but i cannot remember the name of it
1: but What I loved was Kung Fu running to do a super kick on the image of the cat. Because Proof is like, if we get rid of the cat, we'll we'll defeat the house. She runs to do a super kick, but in the process of doing so, gets hit in the face by a lamp and starts getting electrocuted.
0: I hated that scene so much. I love that scene. It went from like, oh yeah, she kicked it, she gets electrocuted. And then she the- never she never kicked it at first.
1: Like she goes to kick it, mm. gets hit by the lampshade or whatever, and starts getting electrocuted. All while Fantasy and Proof are like, "Don't die, Kung Fu! You got this! Beat
0: it!" Like she's gonna beat fucking electricity. And no, because <laughs> basically she's beaten everything else to this point. So who knows? She but, might as well would have beat electricity. But what? What? throws me into a whole little loop here is
1: Kung Fu is such a badass that, that not only does like she gets hit with electricity and like uh, she, she basically up, I think. Yeah, well, uh, imploded, exploded imploded. Yeah, sucked, got, up, like, sucked up, whatever every like, part of her body is gone except for her leg and Kung Fu's like you know what I still got a leg I can kick that photo and kicks the fucking image of the cat
0: and how? Then how? And then nothing but blood, blood everywhere, blood so, everywhere. And then the I cat freaks out. The, also, like right after this, the the legs go into the legs go into a drawer, and okay. the drawer opens, and then blood starts pouring out. <laughs>
1: but like there's blood everywhere the cat starts screaming uh gorgeous is screaming at this point with blood gushing out all over that place the fucking floorboards are dissipating with liquid underneath it and proof is like it's the blood of the house and she tries to read the last part of the book Mm -hmm. but one of the furniture that's flying all over the place still hits her in the head and the glasses fall in the blood and so she like, tries to and grab she it. She goes,
0: Jinkies. I <laughs> can't find my glasses. I can't see without
1: my glasses. My glasses fall. Help me. I've fallen and I can't get up.
0: It went from J- Velmo to Life Alert to, well, <laughs> she's like f- try- in the water. And then, like, I think all of a sudden she's like, Does she like. She dissipates. Yeah, she, yeah, like, she, sh- it's almost like she gets stripped naked, but it's like she, the bit, the, the, yeah, the pit dissipates english and she
1: gets stripped naked and then she turns into like this glowing orb kind of thing
0: which turns like slowly shrinks and she's gone and like she's like it's like vapor (laughs) she got like vapor i was like as if the blood was like acid and just like the amount of like i think that was the most beautiful use of the naked body though like I really liked that part because it was yeah because it beautiful. was
1: everything was red but you also had Stroby lights happening in the background. Mm-hmm. She was kind of like she was struggling, but it was also like a dance routine underwater mm-hmm. at the same time. It, it was it was very pretty. Like, it was a very aesthetically pretty. it was very pretty. Um, but she's gone, leaving the only person left being fantasy, who um, poor girl at this poor, poor point girl. is just just on she's on a on the flooring which is you know being dragged away to what almost looks like the gates of hell because like at the end of the house you see nothing but orange
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she starts going that way and but she slowly like she sees gorgeous and starts making her way towards
0: gor- gorgeous and, because they're still best friends and you know what though it it really did feel like it was giving that, like, final girl like imagery. Mm-hmm. Like, she was about to go down, and then all of a sudden, it was gonna be like, surprise! <laughs> like, it was about to be like, oh, I survived, and then you see Gorgeous, and it's like, oh, wait. And then, from there, not only you see Gorgeous, you also hear the aunt. Mm-hmm. And then, it goes back and forth between the images of Gorgeous and the images of Aunt in that same out in the same outfit.
1: And fantasy makes her way to the stairs gorgeous at first it's gorgeous and she like holds her lovingly and Mm -hmm. tenderly and like it goes down to fantasy's face and then back up and gorgeous is now the aunt Mm -hmm. which was just that was cool love phenomenal and then we get to the end of the movie but before we get to that uh, back to uh, a toga sensei this was hands down my favorite part of the movie because it was so stupid. Okay, so this guy <laughs> this guy has been goofing off this entire time. He got stuck in a bucket, missed the train, uh, got stuck in traffic. While being late and stuck in traffic, he's like, no, it's a good thing to do. I'm going to go have some ramen cooked by a bear. Does that, gets lost several times, making his way to the house, finally makes his way to the melon stand, and melon dude's like, hey, what's going on? You must be the teacher. And the teacher's like, yeah, where's the house? Oh, the house is over there. Hey, you want some melon? No, I don't like melons. Why don't you like melons? I prefer bananas. Oh! And the melon salesman turns into a skeleton while dancing and then turning into ash, leaving homeboy just going, bananas! This is bananas!
0: Totally bananas! And just... <laughs> but he's also, in the car. He he just fa- passes out in the car. Also, though, he... De- he gets the information that the girl's being eaten. Eh, I guess, yeah, he it does. Too, L- so the like, salesman that, does so On top of that, I was like, on top of that, I was like, yeah, no, I would have gone crazy too. So now we get to the
1: actual end of the movie, and I had to tell the Toga Sensei thing because this is what happens. The end of the movie has the soon-to-be mom, gorgeous's, uh, gorgeous's soon-to-be mom. That was really hard to say.
0: Beautiful, beautiful lady, still. Like, literally, her characteristic is wind flowing. Like, perfect hair always have wind flowing around her, no matter what. And, like, she's driving down this beauty... She even
1: thing. has that Marilyn Monroe beauty mark mm-hmm. thing going on. Yeah.
0: Like, that's why I thought she was an American. Like, like when I first watched it, I was like, white woman. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, no, she's Japanese. White woman. <laughs> but this gorgeous, gorgeous lady... <laughs> gorgeous. Uh, is just, you know, just driving along down the street like nothing's happening very gorgeous she gets out the uh yeah gets out the car she sees how everything goes and then everything around her is just like beautiful like it's like the morning time you see even the more also beautiful 70s matting with you see like the house in the background you see all of these warm beautiful tones and you see her just like flowing in the wind like ha ha (laughs) <laughs> and then she as it happens as you go up to the to the house.
1: Hang on. Cause I told the toga thing for a very specific reason.
0: Oh yeah. Before
1: she gets to the house, she makes her way to the watermelon stand, finds nothing but a doom buggy, Mr. Toga's Doom Buggy, and a pile of bananas with Mr. Toga's head on top. My god. What? That's my favorite part of the movie, because the dude's just like this is bananas. This is so bananas. Turns B-A-N-A-N-A-S. into a pile A-N-A-N-A-S. of bananas.
0: B A N A N A S. I mean, um, this shit is bananas. B A N A N A S.
1: Good time around that track. All
0: right. Um, obviously Toka Sensei is not no holla back girl. He turned into a pile of bananas. He's turned into a pile of bananas. <laughs> but anyway, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous lady. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Like I'm gonna keep on calling her gorgeous because she, like. That's literally, her, literally her um uh, her claim to fame is that all of the beauty, the beauty, beauty that's there. Oh my so god! So with that, she makes it to
1: the, I'm sorry, I'm still on pile of. Penis. Oh my god! <laughs> oh oh my She god. makes it to the house, and no one's there to greet her. The door won't no. The door won't open. She makes her way to the side of the house, and and no one's there. Finally. Mm door opens up, and you see Gorgeous there, still in the wedding suit, but the house is back to normal. And the mom the, the soon to be mom is like, Hey, um where's your aunt? Oh, she's asleep. Okay, where are your friends? They're still asleep. But uh don't worry. They'll be up when they're hungry. Again, the aunt doesn't lie.
0: It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So basically it But le- no is but did you say it was gorgeous? You did uh, mention that it was like gorgeous that was opening the door, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous.
1: I mean, it's the aunt, but it's it's in gorgeous's gorgeous body. body. Yeah. The aunt doesn't lie.
0: You're right. <laughs> the aunt does not lie. The, at the all. movie
1: basically ends right there with the mo- like the mom, the soon to be mom, thinking she's having a touching moment with her soon to be daughter, and no 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 no, that the witch is going to eat that bitch because guess what you ain't married yet
0: <laughs> you're not married yet so into the poof, you go and, and you see all she's lit's on lit is on fire she's lit and
1: then we have like this really cool credit scene i mean that's it it's just you have like the opening you have the credits where it introduces all the girls and then you have this really cool like painted, drawn picture of the house with teeth and a tongue coming out, and the credits just roll across the tongue. That's that's your movie! That's the end of the movie! <laughs> oh, it's so good! God, I love this Scrolling movie!
0: Scrolling up to the tongue of the house, the main characters also saw up on the sides of the screen, also playing with the whole aspect ratio thing of it, too. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. And it just ends. Alright, I want to talk about the trivia right quick, because before we get into... How many how many deaths was that? Well, at least six. At least seven? No, seven, because
1: one was a possession, so you got six right off the bat with the main characters, because all of them died. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Togo would be eight, and then Watermelon Salesman would be nine. So our kill count's up to nine.
0: Wow. Okay, so on the um trivia, it keeps on going back and forth between the fact that like uh, Chigumi was between 10 and 12 years old, when the the story basically like gotten s- conceived of this movie, granted, so um, oh wait, so basically <laughs> I'm sorry, this is so funny, many of the other ways the girls were attacked in the various ways by the house were ideas of the director obayashi's daughter, for instances, the mattresses, the head from the wall, the piano, and the mirror so initially, this film was co-written by the ten year old Japanese girl. remember that y'all this <laughs> film was written she got a t- credit for this film as a writer at the tender age of 10 years old
1: and she deserves every
0: bit of it <laughs> she, honestly that's probably why
1: this movie is as good as it is
0: as as wild as it is because like this is the mind of a 10 of a 10 to 12 year old of a freaking kid <laughs> oh my god and like and a father who's all like okay let's do this because this is his uh this is his actually like, featured debut mm-hmm. so i'm like this no, Uh-oh. and he is
1: a acclaimed a Japanese filmmaker. Like, In he is right. known. And oh it my just, god.
0: And it's the fact that apparently like, I didn't even I didn't know about this film at all, but apparently like, around like, maybe like 11 or 12 years ago, like around 09, apparently like, a lot of people were trying to be like, uh, brought this out to America because of like, this cult-like popularity that I feel like is on the same trend as like you know uh Rocky horror picture show like i feel like it there's a small amount of small fandom but it's like people who know about this film know about this film and it feels like they're obsessed i've knew i knew
1: about this film for like a year or so now a, a little over a, No, i would say probably about two years i've known about this film for about two years but i've only recently seen it because of hbo max
0: oh i think you might like this a little thing trivia Shortly after this film's release, Obayashi proposed the story for what would have been the 16th Godzilla film. Had mm. that film been made, it would have used the same crew as this film, with Godiego once again private writing the music. This story told of a little girl named Momo who discovers the dead body of Godzilla. After being dissected, Godzilla is revealed to be a pregnant female alien named Rozan who died of diabetes. The brain of the dead on instructs the humans that she must return with her unborn son to the planet of Godzilla and so her body is converted into a spaceship. The newborn child will be reunited with his father and that they will have fought a female monster that shot fire from her breast. Ultimately, this project was discarded by Toho and instead is released as a short story in the Japanese edition of Starlog magazine, the artwork being done by future Akira director. Katihiro Ultimo. The story lists the credits as it feels a feature film with Obiashi as director.
1: Yeah, there's <clears throat> there's probably good reason that a film didn't get made. Um
0: My God.
1: Alright. So this let, is let's a lot. Yeah, let's move on to final thoughts. So what what, what 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 this was your first time watching it. What what were your final thoughts?
0: I It feels like as a trip. 10 year old girl um i don't you see i i probably wouldn't have expected this from someone at no i probably wouldn't expect this as someone's debut but like not at the at not as someone's first film no I feel like, like this is a film that someone who's further along in their career would have made like right? this is something that like take if this was like maybe like 20 years ago, like in 1990 or something, 19 uh, tw- or 2000. Well, this is something that Coppola probably would have made if, just because
1: It feels like a director that has already proven himself and the studios like, okay, we don't need to restrict this guy cuz there obviously were barely any restrictions on this film.
0: I mean, like the fact that the story is basically co-written by his daughter who was like a kid at the time, that should prove a lot. Like in the fact that this is his feature debut after doing not even sh- barely short films but freaking commercials he's done japanese commercials which you know japanese commercials are a whole art form in itself but going from that to this from commercials to this yeah that that doesn't happen usually <laughs> at all so this is a whole new a whole new set of stuff and as an art house film i'm gonna call it right now like a lot of american films can never like i feel like they can i don't even they can never or they can just they wouldn't be able to just you know do it also i wanted to have one more thing according to the director this is the first japanese film to use video effects in which he applied in a scene to make one of the girls dissolve underwater through low fidelity video and a simple chroma key effect so he did that shit
1: innovation out the ass period (laughs) what would you rate it
0: oh my god i I don't even know what to rate it i I don't i don't think i can actually rate it i'm rating it it. this is a five this movie just is No,
1: this movie is a five it is great it is experimental beyond belief way ahead of its time for being in the 70s entertaining as hell so goddamn entertaining the beginning to end you're like what the fuck is this yet you can't get your eyes off of it so much fun just grand old time literally since the month since i heard about it because so, i knew about it going into it but i was still shocked after mm. watching it so i can't even believe what you went through not knowing anything about it my this movie was so good it's a five
0: my brain broke like especially and i feel like for our viewers out there viewers and listeners out there it this is gonna be probably the definitive way to cap off haunted house month <laughs> is with something that is just so far left that you don't know what to expect next after this like and when it comes to haunted house films this is not just a not only a classic but how can you top this like how can you top something like this in the Haunted House genre?
1: Mhm. That's why I made it last <laughs> cuz I, I knew it had to be last. And, There's nothing like this.
0: And how could something like this like still be just like, so far ahead and so far ahead, so innovative and even in the 70s, how could it still stand the test of time now in mm-hmm. 2022?
1: Oh, that's so good. Speaking of capping off Haunted House month, uh I want to try and do a thing where we've seen four films this month. Out of these four, how would you rank these four films?
0: Oh, throwing me for a curveball. Um, okay. So we watched uh, Skeleton Key, Woman in Black, 13 Ghosts, and Haosu. So I really think I cannot, I, I can't place Haosu anywhere. Haosu is on his own. It's a it's S tier if you want to go like that. It's S tier, it goes on its own thing. But for rating for all the other ones, out of how much I enjoyed it, or how much I how much it left me thinking, I may be doing um Skeleton Key, then Woman in Black, then Thirteen Ghosts.
1: Thirteen Ghosts that high? Wow. No,
0: no, 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 that low. My oh, okay. One, you, my you... top one is... I I went from, like, one to three. Okay. Top, Skeleton Key, I really enjoyed the most because I really... Because, you know, hometown glory shit. And The One in Black, I enjoyed it because it made me cry. It made me think about a lot of my own life. And 13 Ghosts was just all over the place. And Matthew Lillard. So, but House <laughs> is just... it. It goes to show what filmmakers can do if they had all the money in a world and
1: and a studio backing their ideas
0: yeah like literally just like a, a studio funneling money into a you know into a, a passion project beyond like no other like this is something like i said like uh coppola or hell maybe even james Wan if he was more of a if you know, if it wasn't so mainstream, I would say
1: more Sam Raimi. Like, Raimi, yeah. I, I, this totally screams like Sam Raimi.
0: I can also see, yeah, you're right. Because, like, I think James Wan, because Malignant exists. And yeah. I feel like Malignant, when it comes to how Bat Shit it is.
1: But I feel like that's James Wan at his batshit. Shit. Sam Raimi, have you seen Drag Me to Hell? Oh, God. That dude can go batshit. Shit.
0: Yeah, it my
1: just, yeah, yeah. So my rating is gonna be basically the same as yours. Uh, thirteen ghosts, then Woman in Black, then Skeleton Key, and then Houseu. Houseu is just it's it's not even close. Woman in Black and Skeleton Key, honestly, the twist in Skeleton Key makes it just jump that far mm-hmm. ahead. And then Woman in Black's pretty good, and I I, I just didn't like Thirteen <laughs> Ghosts. I still don't like that movie.
0: So thank you guys for in being along for the ride for town house month our first theme month uh, of the podcast
1: thank y'all so we've, much
0: and we've been trying to have this put up be put out for so long and i'm finally glad that we finished
1: yeah we finished the month we um,
0: actually finished it and... please
1: support us as much as you can not only by just listening but if you could give us likes if you could give us ratings uh reviews comment on all the videos, comment on our posts, uh, mm-hmm. check us out on social medias, basic we're, we're all over the place.
0: All over the place on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, of course YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple, all of that stuff, Podchaser, uh, anything it's, that's related to podcasts or social media, we're most likely on it, except for TikTok.
1: And just let us know y'all are there. Let Let us know what you think, give us comments, tell us what we could do better. And, yeah, we would love to hear your feedback. And, yeah, that's capping off Haunted House Month. Woo! We're finally done. We're moving on to our second month. Now, our second month, I'm excited for because the movies that got picked, I pretty much love all of them. There's one I haven't seen and one I'm a little divisive on, but I still really like it and next month is going to
0: be black director month Celebr- because <laughs> yes black people love horror too <laughs> and the dire- black directors deserve to be able to make horror movies the way that most other directors make it like you know like i'm glad that you no know, jordan peele exists but we deserve to have more people like jordan peele who are able to make horror movies that you know black people will love and that are made with black people in mind and these movies i feel like show off what we have to offer as black directors in horror black filmmakers in horror and i'm i'm excited to talk about it
1: yeah, I'm just really sad there's like such a huge gap in between because you have Black Exploitation with like Blackula, Blackenstein and all that. Um and then just nothing. It really nothing. I mean, it's sporadic here and there, but until Jordan Peele opened the floodgate, there was really not a whole lot and I'm just glad there's this new renaissance of American black voices in horror.
0: And uh, I really hope that this next month could bring more awareness and to bring bring along more conversations and awesome movies on top of that. So
1: So be sure to check us out. First Wednesday of February, uh we are going to be doing the first film in our Black Directors Month, which is going to be speaking of Jordan Pill,
0: Get Out.
1: So I'm really excited. I love this movie so much. Um but until then, I've been Heath and I've been Jay. And this has been Host Depart. of Horrors.